Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey there, everybody. In this week's show, we have something a little bit different for you because instead of interacting with flesh and blood animals, with scales or fur or feathers, we're going to be chatting about digital animals. So Collie and I are getting together with a couple of friends, fellow podcasters from the Warren Network, and we're going to be talking about a Nintendo Switch game that seems to be taking the world by storm, and it's called Animal Crossing. And to help us in our chat, we have Rosemary McCabe of the amazing podcast, How To Be Sound. Rosemary's in America now, enjoying the unusual wildlife in her sister's back garden. I saw a cardinal one day and nearly lost my life. I was like, oh my God, there's a completely red bird in your garden. I was literally like, the apocalypse is here. Like nuclear, like turn... Collie's here too, of course, with his son, Sean, to help him out with things like, you know, how to play the game. I'm going to give Sean a fiver for helping me through this. A fiver? Last of the big spenders, Collie. Well, times are hard. (laughs) We're also joined by Liam Geraghty, currently testing his technology. One, two, one, two. Liam, of course, is the producer of Meet Your Maker and Petrified. Goodness gracious. And then there's me. Always be rolling, Liam. Always be rolling. So, let's get rolling. Oh, great. We're back. I'm just waiting in my airport, sitting in my little airport seat. Okay. You're in the airport. Where are we? We're going to visit someone, are we, Sean? Okay, well, somebody's going to have to fill me in on what this thing is. I haven't a clue what you are talking about. Liam, you can explain this to our Luddite friend, Colette. Not a Luddite, excuse me. You're not a Luddite, I'm only joking. You've more technical prowess than I ever have. (laughs) Uh, So Animal Crossing is this amazing game. Now, I have to admit, I, I didn't originally think it was amazing. I had to be convinced by a friend of mine who described it to me. And I was like, this sounds like the most boring, dull game ever. It's basically, you have an island and you go around collecting bugs and fish uh, and fossils. And you just build a house and you just live your life, you know? You just you live on this island with all these little critters. It's not a typical game in that you just kind of chill out and the the one thing that people always give out about this game when you start playing it in the first instance is that there's no direction. You kind of feel directionless because there's no 
clear goals. You just kind of exist on this island and you can fish if you want and you collect bugs in your net if you want and you uh, can set up your house and you can... It's, it's basically, you know what it is? When I was a kid, I used to be obsessed with Sylvanian families. These little kind of animal yeah. figures and they're tiny little uh, objects that you could fill up their houses with. And this is exactly that. It is like a recreation of that. You just buy these little things in the shop, like you can buy a table and a, um, like all, all sorts of weird little, you know, dollhouse kind of stuff. <laughs> it, it's really weird because it's like real life because you can expand your home, but then you have to pay the loan back to this raccoon who runs the island. It just sounds more and more ridiculous the more you explain it. It's kind of embarrassing, like because I'm spending so much time playing it. I'm really enjoying it. But at least you don't have to kill anyone. Oh, that is really, really nice. And like like Liam said, there's no dictated gameplay. Yeah. So you get to go on and like one day you can decide I'm going to go and visit a few different islands and invite people to come and live on my island or, you know, I'm going to go and see Liam's island. And then another day you can just be feeling like I just want to bomb around my own island, like picking up bugs and selling them and feeling very productive. And I'm also finding that I get really... Um, <laughs> like the other day I tried to catch I tried to go on a tarantula hunting mission and I got bitten five times and I caught two tarantulas so it was an epic failure and I was really really annoyed at myself whereas in my real life in lockdown if I achieve nothing with my day I'm really forgiving I'm like that's fine like this is a really weird time it's grand whereas like if I fail to catch a tarantula I'm like what is going on welcome to my world <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a field trip for me <laughs> first um, version of the game came out about 19 years ago so it's been on the go a long time and I've never played it before so this is like the latest incarnation and honestly I think I bought it three weeks ago and it's the first thing I think about when I wake up in the morning (laughs) that's amazing and actually I would say Animal Crossing is expensive so it's like 60 euro or something to get the game so we have three different user profiles on our Switch so it's my brother-in-law and then his two older sons who are kind of old enough to play the Switch and if they want to play Animal Crossing they basically have to pay for another copy because once you buy Animal Crossing it's your island and your character and your world so if they want to play my game they have to go in and play as me as my avatar who I've designed to look like me and like the other day I let my I let my nephew play who's nine and I was like he was under strict instructions I was like do not cut down any trees do not attempt to hit any islanders with your axe like do not do this and literally I came back an hour later and he paid he'd taken out a 900,000 bell loan for a fourth room in my house which I do not need and he'd sold my favourite pair of shoes <laughs> don't wreck my world <laughs> oh and I, I can see Collie and Sean have just arrived on my island yes oh my right they're flying in there hello <laughs> I, I was waiting patiently in my airport for the green light, but now I'm speaking to my dodo about getting in the air. Please hold. You have a dodo. So the 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 airlines the airline is called Dodo Airlines, and it's run by dodos. Oh, I like that. So like you go up to the little dodo in the office. It is like the the kind of most ridiculously. I was trying to explain it to my sister and it reminded me of the time that I was trying to explain Snapchat to my therapist. And I was trying to tell her about how like I had all these followers on Snapchat and I was getting really embarrassed about it. And like when I was trying to explain Animal Crossing to my sister and she was like, but you hate fishing. And like, you don't particularly like insects. And I was like, no, but there's something very soothing about it. So when you're playing this game, have any of you picked up 
or do you reckon you've learned any natural history tips or any kind of science from it? So there's a museum uh, on the island and I should just say right now, you might hear some moaning in the background. That is my greyhound, Rosie. Hey, Rosie. (laughs) She's on the right show. We usually have crickets or cats or budgies or something screeching in the background. Yeah, she'll blend right in. She's probably jealous of all the time that Liam's spending on Animal Crossing. (laughs) When there's a real live four-legged animal beside him. That's it. Let me me answer you about... um, Are we learning anything? Okay. I'm definitely learning the trick to catching tarantulas is to raise your net over your head and approach them really, really slowly. And every time they rear up on their little, their hind, whatever, four legs or whatever, then you stop moving. And then you wait until they relax again. And then you move a little bit closer. Other than that, I'm very confused about whether or not the species of bugs and animals and stuff that you're seeing on this. So sometimes when I catch something, it'll say, you've caught a... Man-faced stink bug. Okay. Right? And I know that a stink bug is a real insect. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if a man-faced stink bug is a real insect. It does have a little man face. I'm not sure either. <laughs> I'm not sure either. So, like, there's there's a lot of it where I'm learning, like, that this is the best way to catch this fictional thing. But I don't know if the names are real. And you also dig up fossils and bring them into this little owl who owns the museum that I've had to build on my island. Yes. <laughs> I had a great chat with him yesterday. Oh my God, he's a bore. He just goes on and on and on. I, I never bother talking to him. He's pain in the arse. <laughs> I had a great conversation right when I was loving it. <laughs> yeah, and the little voices they have are hilarious. Oh, I know, yeah. But that museum, that museum actually contains, when I went into it, I was kind of punching Sean in the arm going, I can't believe this. This is great. Because it contains really obscure dinosaurs and fossils. Like it, it had a thing, Anomalocaris, which is, a really ancient shrimp, one of the first predators that ever existed and had it, the fossil of it there. And I was like, that's amazing. It's so cool. Anim- uh, ammonites and, you know, really obscure dinosaurs as well. Really cool if you're a nerdy about nature at all. And I, I was saying, people are going to pick up on some of these names and critters. Yeah, like the, the museum is, uh, the museum is amazing. Like when the museum arrives in your town, I was like, this is the best museum I've ever been in. And I'd actually, I'd love to hear from, <laughs> you know, someone who works in a museum because it's really well designed. It really looks great. Yeah. Yeah. And it's run by this owl called Blathers uh, because he kind of blathers on. Um, but like, for example, I'll put this to you, Kali. So when you collect a bug um, or a fish or a fossil, you bring it to him and he tells you a little bit of information. That's right. So I'll tell you the information that he tells you about a tarantula um, when you give him one. And you can see if you agree with this or not. Okay. So he says, as giant spiders go, the tarantula is said to be quite docile. But have you ever seen such foul fuzziness? It is a fact tarantulas have barbed belly hair. I say again, barbed belly hair. These awful arachnids let loose their spiky, itchy hairs to protect themselves from predators. But seeing how tarantulas also prey on frogs, mice and even birds, one must ask, who needs protecting from whom? (laughs) That's brilliant. I would like to point out that Blathers, like... Because Blathers is an owl, and I find this really amusing, he hates all insects. Yeah. So when you bring him fish, he's like, yay, like a sea bass. I haven't got one of these. Whereas when you bring him any insect, he goes, ugh, disgusting insect. He's very kind of in 
in character or in species as an owl. So his hatred of insects is kind of understandable. He's specious a little bit. He, he doesn't like the bugs and creepy crawlies. Yeah, yeah. The, the description of tarantulas is quite colourful and almost perfect. Except it's not belly hair, it's bum hair. <laughs> <laughs> so fuzzy bum hair, that's, that's, that's barbed. So yeah, but that's a, that's a very good way of uh, describing it. What is the point of barbed bum hair? Is it like, because you don't want anyone to go near your bum? Oh, we have a story for that. Yeah, so if if, if the tarantula is getting predated on by an animal, they live in burrows, so if it's getting predated on, it will stick its backside, its abdomen, up in the air and flick its legs off it. And this cloud of tiny microscopic barbed hooks, hairs, will blow in the breeze into the mouth and the throat and the eyes of the predator, rendering it helpless because it won't be able to see won't be able to breathe and it will give the tarantula just enough time to either escape or go further down the burrow and be left alone so yeah it's a very very good unique uh, self-defense system that doesn't involve them actually having to bite so yeah that's a little bit of an inaccuracy in the game as well because the tarantulas tend to bite people before they flick hair oh we just caught it we just caught a flounder but you have experience of that hair don't you collie yeah, I got some in the eye there a couple of years ago and it was less than pleasant. So I can... Uh, in the eye? Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, I got a couple of barbs in the eye. People are probably sick of me talking about it at this stage. But um, I ended up having to go to hospital to get them taken out. and It was a mad experience. But yeah, it, it taught me a valuable lesson about respecting the old tarantula when you're opening the cage up. Especially if, you know, they have their backside to you. God, humans, humans are crap, aren't they? We have nothing. No, nothing but our brains. Well, yeah. But if we were to put, be put out in the wild, we would be very, very crap. I mean, I can't even run. Can't throw anything. I just lie down and die. <laughs> I often think about that in a zombie movie when they're all like running around. I'm like, I literally just be lying down going, eat me. It's over. <laughs> So where are you all now? So I uh, I have just pulled out my phone in the game, not my real life phone, um, because uh, you have this app on your little phone uh, called the Critterpedia, which I thought you guys would like. Brilliant. Um, and so every time you collect a bug or a fish or a fossil, it goes in your Critterpedia. Um, so you can see how many you've collected um, and you can have a look at them. So I'm just going to pull it up here. And one of the things I caught recently, I literally never have, I have never heard of this in real life. Uh, it's called a bagworm. Is that a real thing? I believe so. Wow. The name is familiar to me. <laughs> and the other thing about um, when you collect any of these bugs or anything is it tells you their seasonality. Okay, that's great. But I think that may be possibly specific to the game. I'm not sure. For example, I'm told tarantulas are going to not appear in the game anyway at the end of uh, at the end of this month. There's there's a there's an air of truth to that because spiders, like our own house spiders, you only tend to see them around the autumn when the males are wandering around. And the same goes for tarantulas when it's breeding season for the males. Mostly in most species, it's after a rainy season because that's the time of, you know, most uh, lusciousness in, in nature. And there's lots of prey out there. There's lots of bugs for them to eat. So... It's the time to go mate and your female will be well fed and she won't want to eat you. So, yeah, there is a, se- a certain amount of seasonality to tarantulas. So. Huh. 
Um, I have now opened my gates successfully. If anybody would like to attempt to visit my island. Oh, we can visit Tuts, Tuts Island. Is it Tuts? Tut, yeah. And in the meantime, uh, I'm in the museum and uh, maybe you guys will be able to go and visit this in Rosemary's Museum. But at the very back corner, there's kind of like, um, there's a room for studying insects, which I think Kali would love. It's amazing. I looked at it and I was like, this is a dream. Like it has all the <laughs> microscopes and the nets. Uh, it's just incredible. Well, Liam has just shown me his thing now and I'm seeing somebody who looks like a little Liam. The insect room is great. And I see there's, there's an aquarium at the back. There's a fish, I think, floating around. Uh, there's some shelves. That's the insect room. See it? It's brilliant. Ah. The back of there, Colette, that's where they have chrysalis of the butterflies hanging. And the thing on the chrysalis is the butterfly just emerging. Oh, my God. Which is very much like what you'd see in some of the tropical houses, the butterfly farms. Yeah, it's brilliant. Yeah, it is. It is amazing. All the displays are, are really cool. I'll, I'll find you some more now. Rosemary, how do you actually feel about uh, bugs in real life? And like, has playing the game changed how you feel about them at all? Um, I don't really mind. I don't really mind bugs. I mean, I'm not a huge wasp fan. I feel like wasps are like the pointless bug of the animal kingdom. Um, I, I don't really mind spiders. Playing the game has definitely made me a little bit more interested. And it's kind of a perfect time because I'm currently in the United States. I'm in Indiana. I've just moved over here yeah um and they have a lot of bugs and birds and animals like even in my sister's back garden that i wouldn't have seen at home i remember last year i saw this incredible caterpillar is this little like furry caterpillar that had these kind of intermittent huge red like bright red barbs it was kind of like cream and yellow and then had these bright red barbs it just looked like something like some kind of incredible accessory design. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Something of a Tim Burton movie. <laughs> it was it was amazing. Um, and I looked it up. I can't remember what the actual moth was called, but it turned out that the red barbs contain like a really small amount of um, poison. Mm-hmm. So they're a, they're a protective measure. <laughs> and then we also woke up the other morning and there was a coyote in the front garden. So there's a whole array of like interesting fauna, like flora and fauna around here. That I wouldn't be really be seeing at home. Liam, you just showed me a gorgeous uh, room, and was it your house with a fountain and stuff, and little a little avatar, Liam? So this is a part of the the bug wing of the museum, and this is a spectacular place uh, where it's like a butterfly house, and you have all the butterflies that I've caught going around, and they're all beautiful colors. And there's a fountain. You've been busy. Yeah, I have been very busy. And that's not even, there's so many bugs to collect in this game. Like, that's not even half of them. Brilliant. Um, and there's a lovely fountain in the middle with some of the fish that I've caught. Um, but actually, to your question, a friend of mine is absolutely terrified of butterflies and moths specifically. And she really wanted to get this game. And as soon as she started playing, she rang me and she was like, are, are moths and butterflies like I've seen a few are they like is that a big part of this game like do you have to collect them or can you just avoid them and I was like no nah, you kind of have to collect them if you want to like bi- build your museum and everything <laughs> and uh, it's funny because this is obviously a thing that people who are afraid of bugs are concerned about because I was reading a whole article about it and how in previous incarnations of the game 
the resolution and everything wasn't as good. So people weren't as freaked about the bugs. But the bugs in, in this game, they look really realistic. Yeah. Compared to the rest of the game is quite cartoony and all the character, all the villagers are quite cartoony. But the bugs, for some inexplicable reason, are really like photorealistic almost yeah they are every time you catch one your little character like shows it like he's really excited and he thrusts it into the screen to show you you know which can be mildly terrifying if it's a tarantula or something <laughs> if you're not into <laughs> I don't like where he stores them, though. I don't think tarantulas belong in your pants <laughs> next to a couple of sea bass. <laughs> he stuffs them right down there, no bother. So basically, every time you catch a, every time you catch a bug or a fish or a fossil, you put it in your pocket uh, until you go and bring it to you know Blathers in the museum. Um, but I've seen a great meme of someone uh, who had taken a photo in in real life of basically just someone's jeans pocket and uh, a, a whole fish shoved in their pocket, saying, "On my way to the museum." Museum. <laughs> Brilliant. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm lip fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. So come here, Liam. You um, came across uh, an interesting character in uh, in the game that oh yeah bears an uncanny resemblance to our own Kalienis. <laughs> oh my! Oh my God! I totally forgot about this. So w- one day I was walking around my island, just minding my own business, catching some bugs. Yeah, exactly. And so, like, 
random things happen on your island. Like nothing could happen for days. And then suddenly you'll be walking around on the island and, and there'll be a, like a new person just walking around. So you run over and, and have a chat. <laughs> and there was this kind of, um, I think it's kind of like a dragon looking, a red dragon looking character <laughs> who is the absolute spit of Collie. He's got like... He's got these cool, like, kind of wristbands. He looks kind of rock and roll. Um, but the, but that not, the, the uh, similarity does not end there because when I start talking to him, it turns out his name is Flick and he is absolutely obsessed with bugs. Brilliant. And he collects them and he just wants as many as, you, uh, if, as he can get. And, you know, if you can sell them to him, he'll buy them and look after them. And I was like, this is unreal. Like, how, how is this so similar to Collie? I love this guy already. Somebody has been spying on your life, Collie, and has recreated it. Yeah, sounds very familiar. The kids have gone hungry for my uh, tarantula collection sometimes. The thing about Flick is that he will buy uh, your bugs that you've collected for twice as much as the little shop on your island will. And so people have found out this little kind of um, uh, cheat, essentially, in the game where you can go and fly to other islands uh, just to collect resources and stuff, trees. You chop down trees, collect wood, collect rocks and stuff. Um, But people have realized that if you fly to these other islands and absolutely, like, pillage them, tear them apart, like, cut down all the trees clear all the weeds, clear all the flowers. It takes ages. Um, that once you've cleared the island, tarantulas will start to appear more often than they do normally. Oh my God, it is terrifying. I, I, I watched one of these YouTube videos, like how to create your own tarantula island. And I went off and I decided to do it one night. I was sitting at the kitchen island. My sister was watching TV and I was trying to trying to hunt these tarantulas. I'd been on the island about two hours. I'd cleared all the weeds. I'd cleared all the trees. I was like creating this perfect environment. I was chasing away all the other bugs. And all of a sudden this tarantula crept up on me. And I honestly let out the loudest scream, nearly fell off the, like, fell off the stool and then obviously got bitten. But I like I was so annoyed because I'd been there for two hours with the specific design to find and catch tarantulas. And then when one did finally come along, I got bitten. That's that's mad. And it's kind of like uh, in its own strange way, it's kind of a bit like what's happening when people go into environments, chop down all the trees, take all the stuff away and you end up with a monoculture of something, whether it be, you know, rats, mice and just fortunate you have tarantulas. I've just woken up so it's currently like I think 11.30 in the morning in, in America and the first thing I tend to do when, when you log into Animal Crossing is you kind of go around your own island checking out what bugs there are and shaking the trees and seeing if you can find sometimes like furniture falls out of trees which is ridiculous so there's kind of a method to it that like you go around your own island seeing what you can pick up and then I'll usually spend the later part of the day travelling to other islands to see what I can basically pillage now like other islands what I mean is so you get extra little credits for all the insects you pick up and for you have little challenges every day where it challenges you to speak to three fellow islanders or to catch bugs or to cut down trees and you get points you get miles and then you can use them to travel to other islands but they're random um, uninhabited islands like I went to visit Liam's island one day and started chopping down his trees and he nearly had a heart attack <laughs> I actually had a fit because 
Uh, I didn't re- I didn't realize this. I thought when your friends visited your islands that there would be some sort of I don't know like shield, you know, that wouldn't allow them to destroy your island. And then I just seen Rosemary's little character take out an axe and start like ch- swinging and chopping down all my fruit trees. It was just because I just discovered that you could chop down trees, and I was like, Liam's not going to know what's hit him. <laughs> Oh, he's just showing us now the island. Oh, look at you, Liam, there. Oh, you have the Critter Shed logo. He's so cute. Thank you for the welcome, Matt. He has a little Critter Shed logo. We were there briefly before your internet so went down, so it was lovely. And yeah. thank you very much. So what you can do, yeah. what you can do is bring, uh, put real life kind of little images or whatever. So you can't really see it there. Well, you can see it on the ground, but my little character is actually wearing a Critter Shed T-shirt. Oh wow! That's uh, the first first merch. The first March appeared in digital form. Oh, how cool. Brilliant. That's brilliant. Yes, we're looking at him now there, wearing the little Critter Shed t-shirt. How amazing. Fantastic. We're going to have to get your real one. Fashion design is actually, that's actually a really interesting aspect of the game. Um, a lot of people are designing different outfits and then you can basically put them up in other people's shops. So I saw something the other day, I think Liam sent it to me, where somebody had created a cap that said, uh, sorry to all women, like a baseball cap. And then it suddenly started appearing on all of the random characters, like who aren't being played by human beings, but who are just the other animals who live on your island started wearing this cap. But but there are a lot of people who are getting like kind of very big clout and getting their designs into a lot of different shops. And I've actually been talking to somebody who works in a in a fashion brand and we were talking about how they would maybe get their prints onto it. So like it's it's a kind of a very interesting uh like infiltration of real life into the game, if you know what I mean, where like I think in the next couple of months, especially like especially if lockdown continues, because this is the perfect get your mind off socialize isolation game. It's amazing. It really is. Did you find, I don't know if you found when you're playing it, because I only literally started like yesterday and it was so soothing. It's just so soothing, the little music. It's so soothing. And when you're talking to the animals, they're like, they have a little cute kind of a tone. And it's like, this is really relaxing and I don't have to kill anyone. And it just takes your mind off, you know, the cares of the world for a few minutes. It's really, really good. Like, it's really nice for kids because so many of the games now are about killing killing other characters or killing bad guys or killing, you know. So it's so nice to just have a game where, I mean, Liam's fruit trees aside, you don't have to destroy anything. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's, there's, two, there's two instances in the game so far where something like mildly violent has happened. And that one is when you go around shaking the trees, occasionally um, a, a wasp's nest, I think, will fall out of the tree and then all of this swarm of wasps will attack you and you can run away from them, but you there's no way of getting away. Okay. No, no, no. No, no, no. I've actually found that if you run into the museum, they can't follow you. Uh-huh. So that's one way. Okay, well, okay, so they can't go indoors. But if, if they catch you, they like swarm around your head. And then when your character turns around, he says, oh, I got stung. And his face is just all like horrible. And you have to go and collect um, weeds and, and to basically make some... Um, Medicine. Yeah. <laughs> Medicine, yeah. yeah, to take... Um, and then the other thing, the other thing, funnily enough, is the tarantula is that that's the only time when I think terrifying, 
terrifying. Because what happens is when you're walking along in your island, and tarantulas will always just appear out of nowhere, and then and then if you're too close, they'll run towards you, and then your character will just fall over, like he's just been stung, <laughs> and stars will appear, and then it'll it'll fade to black, and then you when it starts again, you'll just be back at your house. So presumably, someone came and rescued you. You've just gone for a long nap, <laughs> but like. The tarantulas are so funny as well because when they spot you and they decide to go for you, they look really delighted. Like they do this little and then run yeah. at you. Like, oh, it gives gives me the willies. Oh uh, yeah, I know a few tarantulas <laughs> like that in real life. <laughs> the thing about the wasps you were talking about earlier on though, because a lot of people, Rosemary, like would say the same thing. I have friends who are, I have friends who are very tough lads and lasses who are terrified of wasps and bees. It's just something that really you know, gets at people, but especially wasps, they're really misunderstood because, of course, what use do they have in the natural world? They don't provide us with honey, they don't do anything. But what they do do is they kill thousands and thousands of pest species every year. So to feed their grubs in their nest, they need to get out into the world and basically collect protein. And most most of that is blue bottles, maggots, uh, caterpillars, all the stuff that we don't want eating our produce and our foods and our, our lovely decorative flowers that we have for aesthetics. So yeah, even even the dreaded wasp has its its uses in the in 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 nature and and is very useful for us as an animal. Even though they're quite, you know, feared and and have that nasty sting. I think I used to be a lot more afraid of wasps before I got stung by one, and then after that I was like, wasn't actually that bad. Yeah. So like now, if there's one flying around, I I kind of take the attitude that like. If you're going to get stung, you're going to get stung. And like batting it away and trying to run away is probably not going to help. Mm-hmm. And like it also helps that the time I got stung, I was cycling. And it basically, I cycled into a wasp and it bit me on the lip. Oh, wow. So it was kind of one of the, like one of the most, I mean, it wasn't traumatic, but like in the sense of getting stung by a wasp, that was the traumatic way for it to happen because I really didn't see it coming. But then I was grand. Yeah, you're lucky you didn't go down your neck. I know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard of people getting stung in in, in their mouth and in their neck. And like, that's really dodgy because your neck will swell open. That happened to Selena in Home and Away. There was a wasp in her her soda can. That's right. I remember that years ago. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) Um, And of course, the, the greatest fear of bees and wasps, I think... That haunts us all was my girl. Oh yeah, stop. And poor old Macaulay. I haven't seen that. What happened? Macaulay Culkin stood in a nest. Oh, so sad. Oh, don't. You're going to make me cry. You haven't seen my girl? No. I also haven't seen E.T. Colette. Go figure. I haven't seen the whole of E.T. Oh my God. (laughs) Well, my girl, actually, Macaulay Culkin plays a a nine-year-old boy in it. um, And he, he gets, he's, Stands in a wasp. When in reality he was actually 30, right? Yeah, he probably was. <laughs> um, but it, he, he stood in a wasp nest and it didn't end well. So, so yeah. Very but, sad. Yeah, tra- really sad, traumatic yeah. stuff. Yeah. The other thing, like when you collect bugs, you don't have to, do, you can donate them to the museum or you can sell them. But the other thing you can do is you can bring them to your house. And this bit reminds me of Collie, is you can bring them to your house and you can like just put them out and when you put them out in the house they automatically appear in their own little kind of like tank or whatever yes I saw this what's so fascinating to me is that of the hundreds of bugs that you can collect in the game each one has its own like individual looking little tank or bucket or whatever it's in you know what I mean which I which is just so cool I get the impression that whoever created this was on some fairly substantial level 
a bit of a bug geek and a bit of a science geek because it's just so specific. It's very much uh, along the lines of a hobbyist who's also into paleontology, who's into that kind of stuff because it's very, very specific and uh, outdoorsy. So I'd love to find the... I'll be listening to your uh, your podcast, Liam, now when you do a breakdown of how it was made and who made it. But uh, yeah, it's fascinating, fascinating because I just get that feel. It's it's scarily familiar to me, scarily familiar because it's literally every time I'm into it. And people kept saying to me, you're like, you will love this game. And you know, you hear that about movies and music and whatever. But yeah, and I, I, I honestly, to be honest, which is I wouldn't have picked it up only for we said we do this podcast and now I think I'm going to be entertained for the next couple of weeks at least anyway. Oh, I just want, before we go, I want to show you my, uh, my house. I want to show you my sitting room because I've worked on it for a long time. That is fantastic. Now I'm understanding why the, the furniture comes out of trees because a lot of the furniture that you have there is shaped like fruit and you have a, a checkered, a checkered colored carpet with all different colors. You have something that looks like a flowered wall. Are they sunflowers on the wall? Yes. Sunflower wallpaper? You're right. I have sunflower wallpaper. I have a checkered uh, um, carpet. I have little potted plants. Oh. A a tomato that's a TV. Or sorry, that's an apple, actually. That's an apple that's a TV. Um, There's a peach chair. There's an orange table I have here. Beautiful. But that's one of the things about the game. You craft things so you can collect wood and oranges and then you find these little DIY recipes and you can build all these things you know I say build it's pressing A your floor looked like the floor from uh, Saturday Night Fever it's it's brilliant I, I expected John Travolta to go across it there it really does doesn't it <laughs> brilliant I'm going to leave you kids to play with your virtual animals and I'm going to go out into my animal crossing and check out maybe Uh, see what the elephants are up to or maybe the sea lions uh, rub it in rub it in rub it in (laughs) guys that was amazing that was absolutely fantastic I'm honestly going to go and play this I'll probably be playing it for the next four hours how many hours have you played so far Liam? Oh, okay, so let me check. You can. It tells you how long you've played it. Uh, uh, I have played it for 105 hours in the last three, three weeks. <laughs> oh, God. It sucks you in. You just uh, Honestly, because the game happens in real time. So wow. Um, wow. when you wake up, it's the morning. It gets darker. The weather changes. And depending on that, you know, if it's... If it's uh, The Critter Shed is a member of The Warren, the home of great Irish podcasts. As is my podcast, Meet Your Maker. You can find more great shows at thewarren.ie.